four singles hiked down from the rim to the floor a day later, during the first blush of the infernal heat. Once the six had arrived at the bottom of the canyon and discovered that because of a reservation mix-up they were sharing an eight-bunk cabin, they began connecting as friends. After a hot holiday spent swimming and hiking, and swimming and eating and partying and swimming together, they were preparing to hike back to the rim together. All were packed and fed and hydrated, and as ready as they could be to hit the daunting North Kaibab Trail back out of the canyon the moment that breakfast was done and first light yawned that Friday morning. During the previous evening's supper, they had agreed to leave as early as possible in an attempt to minimize their exposure to the solar salamander that promised to broil them as soon as the sun arced overhead. Had there been sufficient moonlight that night, and had the lodge been willing to provide a middle-of-the-night meal, the hikers would have tried to get an even earlier start by initiating their traverse of the initial switchbacks off the canyon floor while daybreak was still a dream, and while temperatures in the canyon hovered near their overnight lows of one hundred degrees. But the lunar phase wasn't cooperating. The moon hung in the black sky like a bent sliver of tarnished chrome, its form not even visible from the bottom of the canyon, its light inconsequential on the floor-to-rim trails. A shirtless man approached the group of hikers as they made final equipment adjustments before their ascent. The intruder wasn't a big man. He was no more than five feet nine. But he had a chiseled chest, swimmer's shoulders, and the kind of abs that make other men's eyes still, and their jaws tighten involuntarily the kind of abs that motivate the competition to do at least a couple of weeks' worth of crunches. The shirtless man wasn't a complete stranger. The group had met him the day before. He and the woman he was with had been part of the smaller-than-usual cluster of hikers that reached the canyon floor during the apogee of the previous day's vicious heat. The new couple had exchanged brief pleasantries with some of the other campers before splitting off and pitching a tent in the campsite nearest the cabins. They didn't have cabin beds reserved, and had chosen not to claim any of the bunks left vacant from no-shows caused by the heat wave. The woman of the pair was friendly, even vivacious. She didn't seem depleted at all by the descent in the unforgiving heat, but the man she was with, the shirtless man, herded her away to seek shade, and he had chosen to keep to himself since arriving. He seemed to want to be left alone. The Grand Canyon could be a good place for that. The shirtless man lifted his left hand in a sheepish, half-hearted greeting as he shuffled up to the group in the pre-dawn, stopping a few feet outside the perimeter. Light from a solitary lantern washed across his torso. Hey, he said. Mine. He had the group's attention. His voice had a pleasant timbre and soft edges. The men were focusing on him because he was a half-naked intruder walking into their midst from the darkness. The women were focusing, well, because of his chest and his shoulders, and those abs. The, uh, girl I was with yesterday, remember her? We met, right? When we got down here? We talked to some of you? You guys seen her around? The visitor's facial features were vaguely Asian. His dark hair was must, and the lid of his left eye was dusted with pebbles of matter. He hadn't shaved for a few days, a fat, sleep crease crossed one cheek like a scar from a knife fight, and he had a crusty booger 
curling like a tiny leech around the outer rim of his right nostril. His dusty jeans fit loosely at his waist and hung low on his hips, exposing the rise of his pelvic bones and an avenue of fine hair that trailed south from his navel. It wasn't at all clear that his ensemble included underwear. Based on nothing but his appearance and his manner, he seemed like the kind of too-handsome guy who caught women's eyes during last call, the kind of guy those same women might regret waking up beside the morning after they had ignored their girlfriend's pointed advice about it not really being a good idea to go someplace with someone like him for one more drink. Today, said one of the male hikers in reply to the question. Jack was one of the students from Oxy College. Have we seen her this morning? That's what you're asking? He spoke because no one else had. Jack was polite. It was one of his many endearing traits. But he looked away from the man the instant he identified the dark...